um, which hosted a meeting at the Temperance Hall in uh, Dedham, um, in which they uh, in which they organized a raid into Canada. Uh, okay, Jer- I'm really glad that you said that the second time correctly, Dedham, because I was like right about to be like, what? What was the name of that town? Because I thought you said Deadham. I was like, no, no, Steve, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Dedham. So um, Finn McCumhill was in Deadham. <laughs> <laughs> And it was there that he, he raised his sword. Welcome back to the Trilal Troika. This is Steve along with the other Steve. I do not wish that everyone in Las Vegas and Burning Man dies. <laughs> I'm not going to say who said that, but I do not wish... That everyone I, at Burning Man dies. <laughs> I did not. Uh, I would say the individual question. <laughs> Fucking outs himself. <laughs> Jesus. Every single person would have thought not it was include, me. Did not include know, Las Vegas just in let that. Ryan take the fall. <laughs> you did not. Las Vegas was not included in that. I heard that, that, that wild statement that was said. Flesh eating COVID there right now, and they're not letting them out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brace Belden's posts about. Uh, about like the virus and being like stuck, not not leaving his camper. That's the funniest part. He says like, he's like, yeah, I hear all this crazy stuffs going out. I haven't left the camper all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when we used to go down to Seaside Heights. I would just want to get drunk on the fucking deck, like of the house that we would rent. I would just want to sit there and eat chips and drink. Like it was, it was so relaxing. And uh, get, we're at the freaking drunk. shore. We're at the shore. Like, go to the beach, you know? Like, do something. Oh, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of getting drunk, I'm here, too. <laughs> oh, man. I, should have, I, I haven't had a beer in a long time now. I'm going to pour one out for uh, the late, the great, looking for my the lost big, shaker of salt. Bopper? Steve Harwell, the front man of Smash Mouth, <laughs> who also died. The big bopper? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cass, uh, my wife and I went and got uh, cheeseburgers to as a tribute for uh, Jimmy Buffett. I was actually kind of sad when I heard Jimmy Buffett died. Uh, dude from Smash Mouth. I mean, yeah, take it or leave it, whatever. <laughs> no, when she, my wife told me about that this morning, and I was like, yeah, not not surprised. Like, that dude's been an alcoholic slash addict for a really long time, and people have tried to help him, and he's uh, he's probably beyond it so that's sad but at the same time also I think he was kind of like uh, Chad Jason slash COVID denier oh wow well I I might be anyway what are we talking about today then (laughs) can you libel a dead man can you I don't know (laughs) no because if you wanted to be spoken nicely about after your death you should have been a good person in life well I look I don't know if it's true but somebody once told me all right (laughs) he obviously ate all the eggs (laughs) <laughs> he ate all the eggs, and that's what killed him. Is that yeah, they the wanted Smash Mouth to eat the eggs? Well, you the know, world he, definitely rolled him, and his years definitely stopped coming. That's the thing is the you know he he gave everyone this great advice, and he just didn't listen to it himself. That the years stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. You know. And speaking of never stopping coming, oh God, let's not start the episode that way. Oh. <laughs> Just repeating what you said. Oh my god! I will. I will note that I did not say and Ryan. So contractually, you're not allowed to speak for the rest of the episode. Ah, god damn it! Shit. <laughs> He's got you there. And Ryan. So now you can't speak. <laughs> I'm leaving that fucking pause in. Wait, hang on. 
That was a good. That was a good walk and woe. That was that was almost like the sound of a of a Garand uh, clip. Yeah, M1 Garand. Yeah. yeah. Ping. I think that's my favorite sound. That's just that ping as it yeah. ejects the last. Yeah. A generation who grew up in war on day of defeat. <laughs> generation who grew up watching <laughs> Safe and Private Ryan. You mean? Ping. <laughs> Playing Watch Call of Duty World ding. of War. <laughs> He's out of ammo. Get him. <laughs> Apparently, you can replicate the sound pretty easily by by banging the uh, banging the clip on your uh, on your helmet, and they oh, used yeah. to do that sometimes to like flush out Germans. Love it, I love it. What is the purpose of in all those war movies? You see them taking the magazine and you see them tapping it on their head before they put it into their gun. What is that? It's, it's Why? probably to get get any like dirt or anything out of it so that it doesn't misfire. Yeah, the M1 Garand was a was a very reliable gun, but you got to understand, like at war, I mean, you start exposing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they it, were. Know. I also I've seen them doing like Vietnam movies and shit like that. Too. Yeah, it's to, it's just to make sure that there's nothing like like dirt or, or or dust or anything there that could cause the cause a round not to fire. Oh, okay. You know, All so right. when it doesn't get in the way of the hammer hitting the round. Yeah. Okay. All right. Gotcha. There's a whole YouTube video about it. I um I have spent I'm gonna say the last five or so years so particularly curating my YouTube so tightly that I don't get any sort of nonsense on my YouTube and I'm afraid if I watch one if I even watch an advertisement for any sort of gun or gun adjacent related topic it's over like <laughs> my YouTube algorithm is, is just fucked so it's forward. not about cleaning it's a it's apparently it's about uh, making sure the rounds are seated properly in the mag. For certain oh. guns, that makes sense. Yeah, in World War II, I could totally see it being about cleaning. But yeah, yeah. Well, so I'll tell you what. Just like those, gu- just like those uh, gun rounds, I'm properly seated. I'm ready to hear and learn about something new today while I sit here and continue to get inebriated. Yeah, I'm loaded. So- I mean, I'm not loaded at all. I'm <coughs> it's loaded on life. <laughs> loaded on life. Yeah. I just <laughs> spit beer all over my fucking mic. <laughs> Oops. My bad. So who are we talking about this week? We're going to be talking about the Finian Raids. Nice. A little, Ir- little Irish raids? stuff. Alright. Yes. Alright, um, I'm here for it. So, the Finian Brotherhood, they trace their origins back to the 1790s. Um, and this is during sort of the... some of the uh, rebellions that happened during that period that sought to end... British rule in Ireland, and and also to have self-government um, within uh, Ireland and also the formation of an Irish Republic. Um, the rebellion was suppressed, um, but uh, many of the principles of the, of the group that was sort of uh, one of the main proponents of this revolution that happened in the 1790s, the United Irishmen, um, they would uh, go on to influence future groups. Um, after this rebellion collapses, uh, then uh, British Prime Minister... Uh, uh, William Pitt the Younger um, introduced a bill that would abolish the Irish Parliament and create a union between Ireland and Britain. Pitt the Elder! <laughs> um, yes, because Pitt, Pitt the Elder was Prime Minister about 30 years before then. Hmm. Huh. Okay. During the, during the Seven Years' War. I, I've heard of the Finian raids before, but my um, knowledge of it is... It's Just. the Fenian raids, right? F E N I N, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
this move was uh, initially there was opposition um, from the uh, Protestant uh, oligarchs who controlled Ireland during this period um, and controlled it through the parliament. Um, but this was countered by um, by the English uh, through widespread use of bribery. Um, the Act of Union was passed and became law on January 1st, 1801. Um, the Catholics, who had been excluded from participation in the Irish Parliament during that time, uh, were promised that they would eventually receive emancipation under the Union. Um, this promise wasn't kept, and it caused a, a struggle uh, for civil, civil liberties uh, for Irish Catholics. Um, this would go on until 1829, uh, when the British government uh, reluctantly gave um, what was called uh, Catholic Emancipation, allowing Catholic uh, subjects of Great Britain um, to have uh, more more rights um, that they had been denied under previous laws. I just want to point it out. He said reluctantly, meaning they didn't want to give them their rights because they're a bunch of <coughs> assholes. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Wait, who? The Catholics or the... <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> uh... Um, so though, uh, though this sort of led to a general emancipation, um, it also, uh, disenfranchised, uh, uh, small tenants, um, who were known as, uh, 40 shilling freeholders, um, who were mainly Catholics. They were broke. What do you want? <laughs> they only had 40 shillings. Um, Daniel O'Connell, um, who had been uh, a major, uh, leader within the emancipation campaign, um, then attempted to use the same methods um, in his uh, in a campaign to have the Act of Union with Britain repealed. Um, and despite using petitions and public meetings um, that attracted uh, a large amount of popular support, uh, the government thought that union was more important than the Irish public opinion. I thought you said public beatings. I was like, wow, this took a hard hard turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but in the uh, 1840s, uh, younger members of this repeal movement, uh, they became uh, impatient um, with leaders like O'Connell um, and his uh, very cautious uh, policies, um, and they began to question his intentions in terms of uh, what he meant for the future of Ireland. Um, later, these, uh, these younger members of the movement, um, who became more and more radical, became known as the Young Ireland Movement. Um, as uh, the potato famine uh, begins to happen um, within Ireland... There's no such uh, thing as a potato famine. We'll call it a blight. We'll, we'll, we'll call it by its official name, the Great Famine. <laughs> Here's the problem that I have with that. Famine implies that there was inability of crops to grow and inability yeah. to feed the populace, but that was not what was going on. Well, they had oh, the ability to... Listen to me. They had the ability to grow crops. But the problem is they had a monoculture. You remember that word from like sixth well, grade biology? They had a monoculture of potatoes. So the things that they grew that did not immediately get destroyed by blight were actually taxed to Helen back. So they were growing enough food, but they were also throwing that food on ships to send back to England. So they couldn't actually keep anything for which, themselves. Yeah, that's which, like, I'll, which I'll get to. Yeah, it's what um, Sinead O'Connor sang about. But all rest, rest uh, in peace. Yeah, essentially, is another one. Rip. <laughs> essentially, all famines are man-made. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, gen- yeah, for yeah, the yeah. most it, part, it, anyway. Yeah, it is. It is essentially like there. There are very few instances where where a famine is not due to uh, to human error. Mm. Right. Um, so during this time period, uh, uh, the social class of small farmers and laborers 
um, within uh, Ireland are almost wiped out by starvation, disease, and emigration. Um, the Great Famine would cause uh, approximately uh, the deaths of one million Irish people, and another million would uh, emigrate from Ireland in order to escape it. Um, and they were followed by a further million over following decades. Um, so the people, as, as mentioned by Ryan, um, they they starved while livestock and grain continued to be exported out of Ireland, um, usually under uh, military escort. Um, and this would leave, you know, this legacy of bitterness and resentment among the people who survived this. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Goddamn right. Um, and due to the waves of immigration that were coming out of Ireland, um, these feelings would not be confined to Ireland and would begin to spread into uh, spread to England, uh, the United States, Australia, and every other country where the Irish would settle. Um, we're like cockroaches. We just show up. <laughs> Once we burrow in, we're there. We're, we're well-traveled. <laughs> um, these uh, shocking scenes of, of starvation would also greatly influence uh, um, sh- scenes and, and sort of like the uh, the the revolutions going on uh, in Europe during this time period uh, would influence the young islanders um, who would move from agitation to armed rebellion in 1848. Let's um, because, go. Here we go. Because uh, 18, 1848 is like the, this like year where it's almost like the like the uh, the Arab Spring uh, most recently, where you just had this wave of like color revolutions around like North Africa and the Middle East. Um, the same thing essentially happened across all of Europe. Um, and this is where you get to things like the formation of Italy, the the formation of Germany, um, and a lot of these a lot of these sort of like pseudo socialist uh, revolutionaries like Karl Marx is also influenced by this. A lot of these people would go to the United States, especially Germans, and would end up fighting for like the Union Army, um, mainly due to their like their opposition to like slavery, because right. they were all like proto like socialists and didn't believe in that type of institution. Right. Um. So the rebellion uh, that they attempt um, is a failure. Um, they have a small skirmish in uh, uh, Ballingary uh, in uh, County uh, Tipperary, um, and uh, they also have a few minor uh, clashes elsewhere with authorities. Um, and this is generally due to um, uh, the the failures are generally caused by uh, the weakening of the Irish population after enduring three years of famine. Um, uh, them not really like setting up the uh, the, the uprising very well um, early on. Um, and so they don't have really like good military uh, preparations, um, which causes like the, the leaders as well um, to sort of clash, clash with each other. And there's sort of a disunity within the movement. Yeah. Right. You, you say famine. I say for starvation. <laughs> <laughs> um, the government would uh, quickly round up many of the people instigating the rebellion um, those who like, could, like uh, um, those who could, they fled across the seas, um, and their followers would disperse uh, um, elsewhere. Um, the last uh, sort of attempt at, at revolt during this period was in 1849, um, which was uh, led by uh, several leaders, uh, most notably uh, James uh, Fenton uh, Lawler, which was also unsuccessful. Is that Jerry Lawler's like great uncle? <laughs> they called him uh, the king. The king, yeah. They called him the king, but he wasn't, yeah. Come for the king, you best not miss. Oh my god. <laughs> he also would frequently yell about puppies. 
What? <laughs> you know how, like, during, like, Raw, like, like any time they'd have, like, the Divas out, Waller would be the most, like, between, like, him and JR. But, but the he puppies, quote-unquote, wink-wink, I guess is yeah. easier to say. Because this is an audio medium, so you couldn't really see him, like, wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Those, puppies, th- those, who used, those who used to watch Raw, they, they know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, well... I watched it. I don't remember that, but yeah. Puppy pu- puppies were generally found on the chests. Um, no, I get what he's saying. Like, okay, I, okay. Yeah, I thought you were still like missing the book. Actually. No, no, I wasn't missing that. It's just I don't remember it. I didn't really pay attention to like what they were saying anyway. So, dude, I was like thirteen at the time. As as soon as like the women would be on the television like half naked, I was just like, all right, so this is what I'm locked into for the next five six minutes. Well, as long as they're gonna be on here. Your mom comes in, Brian. What are you? <laughs> And I want you listening to anybody but that Jim Ross. <laughs> um, John Mitchell, who had been one of the most uh, committed uh, uh, committed to revolution uh, leaders, um, was arrested in 1848 um, and was transported to Australia um, uh, uh, under the charge of, um, of felony treason. Um, he was joined felony by other. Treason. Yeah, he was joined by um, by other leaders. Um, such as uh, William Smith O'Brien, um, Thomas uh, Francis uh, Meager, um, who had both been arrested after uh, Ballingary um, and uh, who had escaped to France, as did three other of, uh, of the younger members of the movement, uh, James Stevens, John uh, O. Uh, Mahoney, um, and Michael uh, Doheny. Imagine getting arrested in, like, England or Ireland in the 1800s and being like, we're going to send you to Australia and th- thinking that that was a punishment with how nice of a climate Australia is comparatively to those two. And remember, we're talking about the 1800s, so it's not 187 degrees like it is every day now, but it was probably a little bit more temperate. And that is including the fact and taking into consideration that everything on that godforsaken island is trying to kill you. I would still rather be there than in the shitty weather of, like, northwest Europe. Uh, I'll take take northwest Europe's weather, but you're still talking about someone being exiled from their homeland. And and it's also to a place that's unsettled yet. So you're just sort of, like, dumping you off a boat. Right. Oh, you you didn't have the Sydney Opera House wasn't built yet? Yeah, I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Adelaide wasn't this a bustling whole time, city. I've been, I've been under the impression that the Sydney Opera House was like one of God's creations. I thought he. Where do it. we, where do we get our fosters at? Is like a boomerang hits you in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I might. Can you pick up that that rang for me? Throw it back. <laughs> Now I want to watch Mr. In-Between again. Um, <laughs> now I want to go watch that YouTube video of the guy that punches the kangaroo in the face and the kangaroo puts his dog in a headlock. Yes, and he like starts boxing with it. Yeah. yeah. And the kangaroo gets punched and like his hands just kind of go up and he sits there for a split second where he's like, like what the you fuck? can just tell the look on his face. Yeah, the look on his face is just like, no one's ever hit me back happened? before. <laughs> I mean, I've if you look at a kangaroo like like closely, like they're pretty muscular animals. No, yeah, dude, hey, you do not yeah. want to fight a kangaroo. You want it's to like it's away. like that Bill Burr bit about how like why would you want to fight like a chimp? Like if you went into a bar and a guy was like like hanging from the roof by his like feet, like like he just has his feet gripped onto the ceiling, just sort of like hanging there. I'm not fighting that. It's like <laughs> it's like you wouldn't pick a fight with that. No. Mm-hmm. Also, if you look up close, kangaroos have these giant claws. Oh yeah, they'll just tear you apart. 
And I didn't know that. So, like, the first time I saw that video of the guy protecting his dog and punched the kangaroo in the face, I was like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. It's, that's, that's, you know, whatever. Yeah, what a badass. What kicked. a man. Yeah, no, he, he, he could get kicked. You know, it's kind of ballsy. <laughs> then I realized how big kangaroos are and muscular and just yeah. frightening. And I was they like, actually oh have, like, God. a boxer's, like, upper body. Like, they have a yeah. strong chest, strong they're, shoulders. They're pretty yoked. I mean, just not a good idea. As I had as I had mentioned, um, after the uh, failure of the forty eight rebellion, um, uh, James Stevens and uh, John uh, Mahoney uh, they went to continental Europe in order to avoid arrest. Um, in in Paris, they supported themselves by teaching um, and uh, doing uh, translation work, um, and planned the next stage of what they called the fight to overthrow British rule in Ireland. Um, in eighteen fifty six, Mahoney. Or O'Mahony uh, would go to the United uh, go to the United States in 1858. And he join would found the police academy. <laughs> <laughs> Proctor, <laughs> <laughs> fucking movie. He would found the Finian Brotherhood. Oh man, um, I'm sorry. I really stepped in there right before you like said the name of the episode, like, <laughs> like the, the, the core subject. We've just finished the introduction at 22 minutes in, and you just cut him off. All right, you gotta start over. Well, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't know. Let's what he's, pause, restart. You never know what he's gonna say. It's Steve. You know? <laughs> um, uh, Finianism, according to uh, O. Uh, Mahoney, um, embodied uh, two principles. The first of which. Um, was the natural right to independence for Ireland, and the second uh, was the was that uh, that the Irish could win this right um, through an armed revolution, and also goddamn the English, um, the only good the only good Republicans right there, Irish Republicans. The, the, the name originated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, the name originated uh, with the uh, the Fiona of Irish mythology. Yep. Uh, who were uh, groups of, of mythical uh, warrior bands associated with uh, Fionn uh, Mac uh, Kumail, who Finn was like McCool. who was like a it's, uh, it's Finn McCool. McCool. Yep. Just gonna like ignore most of the, most of the letters of that. <laughs> no, it <laughs> is. I, I used I used to be like obsessed with Irish mythology, so I have like I no, I just find that's common with like Gaelic. Yeah, it's a lot not as of bad letters, as like they just get skipped. It's not as bad as Welsh, but it just yeah. like this whole thing. It's like, no, it's this. Well, if you like, pronounced it like, you know, it was an English word, it would be uh, Finn McCumhale. So, <laughs> oh my God. So that's not it. <laughs> so that can't be it, right? No, nah, it's Finn McCool. It's all it's all bought by the English to, to tarnish the Irish by, by making, by associating aspects. Steve, I got, of, I got news a mythological Steve, hero. Everything is a plot by the English. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Townhouse Crackers, uh, the Bilderberger Group, ABC News. The discontinuation of the Nissan Altima in 2025. <laughs> the end of the incandescent bulb. Listen, here's the problem. The attack on the gas Nissan. oven. Yes. Here's the problem I have with Nissan stopping production of the Altima. How am I going to identify the shittiest drivers in the exactly, world? Exactly, dude. I've only known... <laughs> three or four Ultima drivers who I would respect, and that's because they were friends or family. Everyone else, it's like, wow. You, you gotta know. look at them with suspicion You got about a 70-30% chance of someone <laughs> driving an Ultima <laughs> is just not a great, like, 
just probably arrested development you know somewhere <laughs> and that that percentage goes up every time you look at the car and there's something wrong with it there is not factory or not repaired so like, they're like, like right on a, right on two donuts at 90 miles an hour one doors on like one doors beige and the rest of the car is black <laughs> yeah the tail lights are just red electrical tape <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> the wipers are operated by fucking strings from inside the car, just pulling them back and forth. <laughs> just a bunch of mismatched panels. Oh, no. Um, so, the mythological cycle of the tales of the Fianna are referred to as the Finian cycle. Um, Not to be confused with the menstrual cycle? Hey. Hey. Um, Stevens uh, returned to Ireland and, um, and in Dublin on St. Patrick's Day, 1858. Um, he did it after uh, an organizing tour throughout Ireland. Um, he founded the Irish counterpart to the American Finians called the Irish Republican Brotherhood. In 1863, uh, the Brotherhood adopted a constitution and rules for general government. Uh, the first National Congress was organized in Chicago in November of 1863. Um, it allowed the org- organization to be "quote unquote" reconstituted on the model of the institutions of the new uh, of the republic governing itself on the elective principle. Uh, motions were passed to elect a head, uh, head center uh, with a central council of five elected members in 1863. This was extended to a council of 10 members second con- um, at the second Congress held at the National Hall in Philadelphia, uh, Missouri um, in January 1865, also with a president sorry, uh, Philadelphia, Missouri. <laughs> Oh, that man. sucks for Missouri. <laughs> um, with the uh, with the president to be elected by the council, um, this would establish a more distinctive Republican style of governance with the central council or senate um, and a chief of senate, as well as a presidential role with limited powers. Um, o. Uh, Mahoney was made president. Um, subsequently, um, this what, created. What year is that? This is in uh, eighteen uh, eighteen sixty five. Oh wow! Um, so so that's this like crea- trailing the Civil War, right? Well, yeah, it's 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 like during, and a lot of and a lot of these guys and members will actually like fight in the Civil War. On which side? The Union. Oh, you know what side? You know what side? They they don't like slavery. <laughs> yeah, you know was what like, side I was like I was like half joking. So <laughs> you know they just had so much love for Virginia that they decided that they love Virginia more than they love giving <laughs> black people any type of. Human dignity. Oh my god! Um, this would uh, this would though create a divided camp within the movement, as the Senate um, had powers to outvote um, uh, O'Mahony on future decisions. Um, so uh, increasingly over time, uh, O'Mahony's presidency over the Brotherhood is being uh, challenged increasingly uh, by William R. Roberts. Um, both Finian uh, factions they would raise money. Um, by the issue of bonds um, in the name of "quote unquote" Irish, uh, the Irish Republic, um, which were bought by uh, people faithful in the um, in the movement, um, in the expectation that these bonds would be honored uh, when Ireland became a nation. Um, these bonds were to be redeemed uh, "quote unquote" six months after the recognition of the independence of Ireland. Well, that's going to take a while. What year are they in right now? Uh, Eighteen sixty-five. Oh man, yeah, they're they're at least fifty years away. <laughs> Those bonds um, are gonna mature like through the roof. 
so uh, hundreds of thousands of Irish um, immigrants uh, would uh, subscribe to these bonds. Um, large quantities of arms were purchased, and preparations were openly made by the Roberts faction of the Finian Brotherhood uh, for a series of raids into Canada, uh, which the uh, which the United States government took no major steps to prevent. Uh, mainly because the U.S. is not really happy with Great Britain, because Great Britain uh, nominally supported the Confederacy, the, the mm-hmm. government of Great Britain that was. The, the British people themselves are, are not fans of the Confederacy and slavery and all that. Um, but but the British government is because, you know, it's something that, that you know, weakens the United States. Right. Um, so many, as I said, they were uh, in the U.S. Um, government. Um, they were... Um, they were they were not really opposed to it um, because the uh, because for instance Great Britain had given uh, the Confederacy the CSS Alabama which was mostly crewed by British um, British sailors um, and they used it in order to break the blockade of the South. Um, what does the CSS stand for again? Is that Confederate state ship? Yeah. Okay. Um, Roberts, uh, Secretary of War, was General T. W. Sweeney, um, who was. Um, who dropped off the American army list um, from January 1866 to November 1866 to allow him to organize the raids as a private citizen. Um, The purpose of the the raids was to seize the transportation network of Canada with the idea that they could force the British to exchange Ireland's freedom uh, for possession of Canada. Um, So before they, before they start planning uh, the invasion, uh, the Finians, they, they received intelligence from uh, supporters within Canada, um, but they did not receive the support of all Irish Catholics in Canada um, because many of them saw the invasions as threatening uh, Canada's emerging sovereignty. Right. Oh, what is well, this fucking Ben Shapiro wannabe? The Irish Ben Shapiro. What the fuck is this shit? Hmm? Well, I think it's also the notion, you know, that Canada's possibly going to come independent country. And they don't have, like, laws against Catholics in Canada. So I, I guess some of them it's, saw, it's, like, it's, we got we yeah. got a pretty good thing going here. Like, we don't we don't need to, like, throw it all away. No, it, self-motivation it, it, is, like, the main uh, reason we can't get together on a lot of things. I, I just imagine. feel like that's – I feel like it's a cop-out. I feel like it's you're comfortable now and you don't want to ruin what you have. Fuck everybody else is the, the kind of the vibe that yeah, I'm getting Yeah, maybe, but, I mean – you gotta think about it from the perspective of it's not your perspective. Like it's a, it's also a pretty asshole plan. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I'm just saying that like everyone else has everyone's got their own motivations for things, and like when we get to the level of like a nation's motivation, I mean, I could see, you know, we don't want to get involved in this revolution when we're not even really free yet. Because when you're not talking about the nation, you're just talking about just the Irish Catholics. Well, I think it's also the chance of success. I think it's another reason that motivates people because it's not really like this is a good idea. People are like this isn't really that good of an idea. That's worth like me like destroying my whole life over. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, initially, uh, there, there's a very early raid that, that I props finding the date for that happened in um, uh, Dedham, uh, Massachusetts, um, which was done by a, a chapter of the Fidian Brotherhood there. Uh, which had offices in the Norfolk House, um, which hosted a meeting at the Temperance Hall in uh, Dedham, um, in which they uh, in which they organized a raid into Canada. 
Uh, okay, Joe- I'm really glad that you said that the second time correctly, Dedham, because I was like, I'm right about to be like, what What was the name of that town? Because I thought you said Deadham. I was like, no, no, Steven, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Dedham. So um, Finn McCumhale was in Deadham, <laughs> and it was there that he, he raised his sword. <laughs> uh, um, John no, R. No, Bo- De- well, I mean, Dedham was like 20 minutes from where I grew up, so I, I've been there. I fucked around in Dedham a little bit, so yeah. Uh, John R. Bullard, who was a, um, a recent uh, Harvard Law School graduate, was elected as moderator of the meeting, um, <clears throat> and having been uh, swept up in his own um, importance after being made moderator and the fever of the meeting, ended a- an animated speech by asking who would be the first man to come forward and pledge himself to go to Canada and help free Ireland. Um, the first of the of uh, about a dozen men to sign the enlistment papers uh, were uh, Patrick Donahoe and uh, Thomas Golden. Uh, Thomas Brennan so that he could not participate, uh, but donated $50 to the cause. Um, the, uh, the meeting ended with the group singing The Wearing of the Green, um, and the raid was ultimately a failure. Um, <laughs> so you know what's funny uh, about that is I, I just played I played that on the piano in March, and I, I have this like Irish songbook I play every St. Patrick's Day, and uh-huh. uh, I didn't know that that song was that old. The wearing wild, of the green. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's crazy. Um, the the raid itself, like I said, was a failure. Um, some of the men were able to get as far as St. Albans, Vermont, um, but none made it in, made it to Canada. <clears throat> a, a few were arrested, and some had to send home for money. In April 1866, how um, that work? The, Weren't they like like uh, criminals? So if they sent home for money, like. How would that I, I assume for bail because you know they're in jail and they're just like they they send home, like they they send a like have a telegram sent to their like family like yeah I'm in jail come come bring money yeah. and get me out. So what Turns they do out. is they they use their free phone call to do ten ten two twenty to call the family hey me to bail me out and then the family wires them Western <laughs> Union money to bail them out. They use their they use their one pigeon to to send oh, it mom, off to get. Let me out. But here's the deal. They they dialed 101010220 on the telegraph. So it was like they find they find a local street urchin and tell him to run to If you're a member of the Fiddy League and you're trying to get out of jail free, don't remember uh, that you have 101010220. So that little street urchin's like, "It's going to be 5 pence for every 3 seconds." Won't I go me give me out I love that. Young, a young- <laughs> it will never not be funny to me the the quick like hack of the of the services like you know say your name. I gotta go. Hey, Mom, hey, Mom, we're ready. Come pick me up. <laughs> Dad, come get me. And like we never paid a fucking dime, and they never shut it down. It was it was years of it. We were just abusing that system. It was such a like practical hack, you know. I used to, I used to fuck with my mom. I'd be like, God damn, you could like she would pick me up, and I'm like, damn, you couldn't even accept the charges and talk to your son. She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you told me all I needed to hear. No, are I'm you crazy? In April of 1866, um, under the command of John uh, O. Mahoney. Uh, a band of about uh, 700 members of the Finian Brotherhood arrived in Maine um, at the shore opposite the I- um, opposite um, of the island of uh, Campobello um, with the intention of seizing it from the British. 
Uh, British warships from Halifax, Nova Scotia, were quickly on the scene, and a military force dispersed the Finians. Um, this uh, this served to reinforce the idea of protecting uh, New Brunswick um, by joining with the uh, British North American colonies of Nova Scotia, Canada East, and Canada West in confederation to form the Dominion of Canada. Um, so while these guys are, are not really being successful at you know forming a united Ireland, they, they are doing a lot to promote the formation of a united Canada. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Killing it for the Canadians. Um the, the command of the expedition in Buffalo, New York, was entrusted to uh, was entrusted by Roberts to a Colonel John O'Neill, um, who crossed the Niagara River um, um, at the head of at least 800, which was O'Neill's figure, um, and would be reported by 1500, uh, reported as 1500 in Canadian sources. Um, and he would do this at night um, and morning um, on the night of uh, May 31st and the morning of June 1st, 1866. And he briefly captured Fort Erie. Um, defeating a Canadian force at Ridgeway. Uh, many of these men, including O'Neill, um, have been veterans of the American Civil War. Um, and in the end, um, the uh, the invasion itself was broken um, by the U.S. authorities' interruption of the, the Finian uh, supply lines across the Niagara River um, and arrests of Finian reinforcements attempting to cross the river into Canada. Fucking assholes. Um, but it is it is unlikely as well that that this force, uh, only being around eight hundred men strong, uh, would have actually been able to you know achieve their goal. Yeah, but yeah, you no, gotta especially when you go over tens of thousands of soldiers. No, you're not beating that. You side. gotta applaud their their backbone, though. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like three hundred, right? Like you applaud them, but well, you're also like you ain't fixing a win. <laughs> well, the three hundred won though. <laughs> then they lost. You see what I'm saying, though? Like, you're not going to yeah. win overall. Yeah. Well, can. there was there was also, like, 3,000, like, like Thracians and other people with them. Yeah, exactly. They had help. And they still lost. So the moral of the story is, even with help, you suck. Um, even after uh, attempts to invade uh, occurred throughout the next week, in the, uh, or other attempts um, to invade occurred uh, throughout the next week in the St. Lawrence Valley of Canada, um, as many of the weapons that they had in the meantime been confiscated by the U.S. Army, uh, relatively few of the men uh, became involved in the fighting. Um, there was a there was a small Finian raid on a storage building that successfully got back some of their weapons that had been seized by the U.S. Army, uh, but many were eventually uh, uh, were also eventually just returned by sympathetic officers. Um, to get the Finians out of the area, uh, both in St. Lawrence and Buffalo. The U.S. government uh, purchased rail tickets for the Finians to return to their homes if the individuals involved would promise not to invade any more countries from the United States. Um, many of the arms were also returned uh, later if the person claiming them could post bond that they were not going to be used to invade Canada again, although some were possibly used in the raids that followed. Hey, hey, you're not going to use these to come into Canada, are you? No? Will you sign, right. will you sign to it? Well this, is, well, this is, is the guys. Swear? Th- these are the Americans, though, that are that are giving back the weapons. Oh, all right. Yeah, then you promise you pinky swear. All right, it's sign like, right here on this paper. Some <laughs> some guy from Mike Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm coming up with a thing. You know, this football thing's getting really popular. I think there might be a thing where we can like drink a whole bunch of beer and then jump through something like a table. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was about to say we could punch a horse, but then I'm like, no, it's Philly, my bad. (laughs) 
You one day, just, you ever just see one of those horse sons of bitches and you just want to punch <laughs> them in the face? You know, I've been reading a lot about these batteries, and I think one day they're going to be small <laughs> enough that you can throw one at anyone. Santa Claus, a child, a I sporting event. I swear to God, as long as I live, I will never understand what goes through someone's head when they're like, see that police horse over there? I'm going to punch it. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I forget who it was. There was a country singer who stole a police horse. Oh, my God. <laughs> Him and another country singer, they got really drunk. And they, they, they did get in trouble for it, but but it was it was, it was was very, like, boys will be boys type situation. Ah, oh, it's all good. They're white. What? <laughs> what? In the December of 1867, uh, O'Neill became president of the uh, Roberts faction of the Finian Brotherhood, um, which in the following year... Out a great convention in Kenny Philadelphia. Chesney stole a police force, a uh, police horse. Kenny Chesney and Tim yeah. McGraw. Yeah, Tim McGraw put a cop in a chokehold. Yeah, <laughs> that See, is. Country used to be good. I'll tell you, okay? after country, seeing eighteen eighty, still alive. After seeing eighteen eighty three, <laughs> I believe that you know because Tim McGraw was the main guy in that. He was the the Dutton in it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he seemed like a pretty tough guy. They both got a run. That's weird. I wouldn't predict Kenny Chesney. He's kind of like a like a dude bro country guy, you know. Yeah, they they it's, both got arrested, but they but they got off. Like if we if we did that, you know, we'd be in we'd still be in jail. But we yeah, we're dead. <laughs> we'd be in the hospital Wait, no, getting our head fucking stapled back together. This was in two thousand. They were both yeah. in their early thirties. Oh man, there was a whole bunch of people there too. Like they were at a festival or something. They got yeah, charged they were with at- felony for assaulting a police officer who suffered minor injuries and disorderly conduct. They were found not guilty a year later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, that sounds about white. That's what oh, happens when you man. have money, kids. Now now we're willing to let you boys off because after after nine eleven we just need you to make the most patriotic pseudo racist songs possible. <laughs> this was before nine eleven. Yeah. So are you No, suggesting- no, but I'm saying you said they are you suggesting? No. Hmm? Well, no, no, because you said they got him off a year later, so that would be in 2001. That's true. They were found yeah. not guilty, so I said uh, that was part of their can't release. can find these bars guilty. Not it was, now. It, it was like one of those, like, like you get busted during like the Vietnam War period, and it's like, I all right, you can Muhammad. go to... We can't find you, them guilty. <laughs> you can, you can either go to jail, even, or you can go to Vietnam. They're not even brown. Not even lying, uh, going to jail was a smart choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they would, uh, Roberts, uh, in the uh, the Roberts faction of the Finian Brotherhood, they would uh, have a uh, convention um, uh, in 1868 um, in Philadelphia that was attended by over 400 uh, properly accredited delegates and 6,000 uh, Finian soldiers armed and in uniform parading uh, that paraded in the streets. Um, at this convention, a second invasion of Canada was conceived, um, and the news of the uh, um, and the news of the uh, the Clerkenwell explosion uh, was in strong uh, incentive to the vigorous policy, which was a uh, which was a bomb attack in in Britain. Um, at the time, uh, Henry uh, Le Caron, a mole uh, for the British uh, intelligence, held the position of Inspector General of the Irish Republican Army. I bet he did. Uh, 
uh, Lecaron uh, later asserted that he distributed 15,000 uh, stands of arms and almost 3 million rounds of ammunition in the care of the many uh, trusted men stationed between um, Ogdensburg, New York, and St. Albans, Vermont, in preparation for the intended raid. Um, it took place in April 1870 um, and uh, proved a, uh, a failure, just like the previous attempts in 1866. Um, you have to wonder why when the head of the army is a uh, British spy. Ah, well, who could have seen this coming? Um, so the the Finians under O'Neill's command uh, crossed the Canadian frontier near, near uh, Franklin, Vermont, but were dispersed by a single volley from Canadian volunteers. Um, O'Neill himself was promptly arrested by the United States uh, uh, authorities, um, acting under the orders of, of then-President Ulysses S. Grant. Um, after resigning uh, uh, as president of the Finian Brotherhood, uh, John O'Neill unsuccessfully attempted an unsanctioned raid in 1871 and joined his remaining Finian supporters with refugee veterans of the Red River Rebellion. Um, the raiding party crossed the border into Manitoba at uh, Pembina, Dakota Territory and took possession of the Hudson Bay uh, Company's trading post on the Canadian side. Uh, U.S. soldiers from, uh, from the fort at Pembina with permission of a, uh, permission of a Canadian official, Gilbert uh, McKinnon, uh, crossed uh, crossed into Canada and arrested the Finian raiders without resistance. I mean, listen, I don't want to like just like talk shit about the Finian Brotherhood, but like they seem to be short sighted. Like <laughs> they seem to make bad errors in planning and judgment. What? What? Why? Is there a reason that they keep rushing into everything? Well, I think it's just that they, I, I think one thing is that they don't understand the magnitude of what they're doing. Cause like when Canada is like a really big place. Yeah. I could so, see so that. that I, I could see that, you know, cause most of them, it seems like they're, they're European immigrants. Yeah. So I'm sure even though they've lived in the United States, they still have that, like that European like mindset where they think, you know, you can go from like New York to Miami in like a day. A day, bro. Like, like, that's like by car. Less walking distance, bro. Yeah, by car. Like. <laughs> you can, right? Like, right? Well, there well, is I mean, Miami, like, Ohio, so yes, you theoretically <laughs> could do it in a day. Well, when I say the day, I don't mean you take the whole day to drive there. I mean, like, yeah, I'm going to go have lunch in, like, New York and then drive down drive down to Miami at night. <laughs> no, like, you don't understand. When I went to Europe, there were people who literally thought, because at the time that I went over there, I was living in Orlando they thought Orlando and like I want to say like Atlanta were like just a hop skip and a jump and I'm like um that's like 10 hours <laughs> that's all that's that's like the distance from like Germany to France like that's a that's a little drive wait Orlando to where to Atlanta oh yeah that's eight that's eight hours if you're going fast once you yeah, hit Atlanta you, you traffic, get the extra yeah. two when there's right. six lanes of tra- no there's eight lanes of traffic bumper to bumper for two hours yeah for no reason um, as I mentioned before, uh, the threat from the Finians uh, prompted uh, Canada to, or, or should say, prompted the beginning of Canadian Confederation. Um, Canadian Confederation had something that had been in the works for years, um, but it was implemented in 1867 uh, following the raids. Um, in 1868, a Finian uh, sympathizer assassinated the Irish-Canadian politician uh, Thomas uh, Darcy uh, McGee. Um, in Ottawa, uh, allegedly in response to him condemning the raids. See, again, like, short-sighted anger, like, get some 
get some groundswell. Like, get some support for your movement. Um, why are you, why are you just offing people? Like, that's not going to fucking solve your problem. Well, uh, we'll, <clears throat> we'll get to how, like, the other movements and stuff feel about it in a bit. Because um, they do kind of get tired of their shit. Like Sinn Féin? Uh, <clears throat> well, Sinn, Sinn Féin doesn't exist yet, but, like, sort of, like, the, the, the predecessors to them. The Sinn Féin, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the... Uh, fear of uh, Finian attacks would plague uh, sort of like the lower mainland of British Columbia during the 1880s um, as the uh, Finian Brotherhood was active in both Washington and Oregon, Great. Uh, but no raids ever materialized. Now I just have come out your black and tans stuck in my head. God damn it. Oh, it's such come a Come out your black and tans and fight me like a man. Oh, I and I just it. want to clarify, just, just so I'm not mistaken here, the Finians are raiding these parts of lower Canada in the hopes that they distract the British enough to pull troops out of Ireland or to, like, give them their independence now well like, they're, they're somehow they're, that's going to happen their their plan is they they take over canada essentially or, or a sec large section of canada essentially say like we'll we'll leave if you give us ireland <laughs> because they know because they because they know militarily they can't risk bro <laughs> can you <laughs> wow it's not fucking Monopoly, dog. Oh, take Listen, it easy. You, you want Ireland? Place. We can't get you that. St. James Place, St. Tennessee hey. Ave. It's not. I tell you what, I can't get you Best. Ireland, but I'll get you a whole lot of maple syrup. Best I can do for you is some Tims and some Leafs tickets. Tims and Leafs, oh, how about God. that? No one would pass that up except the Quebecois. <laughs> we'll trade those for Blue Jays, too, if you want. Those Leafs tickets go a long way. You might be able to get some political pressure. <laughs> no, you might get more Alouettes tickets if you play it right. How are you going to take over Canada to get Ireland? That seems a little bit like a <laughs> dog and pony show, man. Like I, I, that well, seems- I mean, at this time, too, Canada's not really built up. So I guess if you did like come to control like the, the small population centers. Imagine ISIS being like, we're going to take over the United States in, until they give us Iraq. <laughs> like, <Right>. What? <laughs> what? You you greatly misunderstand a how big America is, b how many good old boys we have that you wouldn't make it past the beach, and c dude what <laughs> what um this uh th- this sort of uh remaining fear of like Finian uh, sort of terrorist activity in Lower Canada can be seen at the inauguration of the Canadian Pacific Railway in 1885. When photos taken of the occasion of, of sort of the opening of the railway, you can see three large British warships sitting in the harbor just off the railhead in its docks. Um, and also there were a large number of troops as well on the first train in order to prevent any kind of uh, action against it. I want to see this picture, by the way, if you know how to look for it and can give me a link or something like that. The Finian Railway? <clears throat> Well, these, like, really old-timey pictures, just, they generally speaking are just fascinating to me because it's like sometimes the, the quality is actually really good and you're you're looking at something that's coming up on 200 it's, years old, yeah, it's which the is exposure. really cool. I believe it's because of the exposure, like the exposure time that you would need uh-huh. to take a photo back then. So if yeah, you took that's a why some still people always photo, look blurry and shit, too. Yeah, like, if you took a still photo, they were, like, eerily, like, good definition you know yeah because it was just you know it was exposed for a really long time 
Right, and I and I love those pictures because again, you're looking at you know something that because I I keep forgetting that cameras were around in the 1800s. So when I see pictures yeah, from later, back then, yeah. I'm like, that can't be real. Oh no, it is. You know what I mean? Uh, come over here and get a daguerreotype before we take over Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Steve's checking his sources right now. He's just making sure that... that He's they, probably trying to pull up the picture right now. Yeah. Also, He's on Lexus um, I guess the good thing is that you had to be still for a long time to get any sort of good quality like photos. Because can you imagine like influencers back in those days? <laughs> I know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no. If TikTok was around, but you had to be still for like six minutes to get a good picture? See, then I could understand if someone walks in front of like your camera when you're trying to like do a shoot for tiktok then you can get mad if it takes like Bro. 25 minutes to get the video <laughs> exposure you know then then imagine i can to, see it you know imagine trying to get a picture of disney <laughs> <laughs> hold your smile i can't not smile right now it's been i have 46 minutes i, I can't hold rictus. a smile anymore <laughs> i have rictus in my jaw joints <laughs> my face have you ever laughed so much that your jaw hurts like you just, I'm sorry. What? Have you ever laughed so much that oh. like you're literally your jaw hurts? Like, oh yeah, oh, it's the best. It's it's the best Love kind it. of pain. You're just like I thought. You said, "Have I ever loved so much that my jaw hurts?" Yeah, have you like, ever oh. loved so much that your jaw hurts? I'll I'll tell you what. We could pause this and discuss this afterwards. No, I mean you. You're making it gross, but I'm saying like you got in a fight. You know. <laughs> uh, Steve, did I mean, the Fenians take you out? What's going on over there? Why well, was I? Couldn't find the picture like Ryan requested. Not going to so. help our listeners, so you can look later. I know. Once again, <laughs> audio medium. <laughs> you know what? If you find it, I'll make it the photo. I've been putting photos in, so I'll make it the photo of the actual episode. Um, I don't know if so, this came up on everyone's uh, like podcast. Yeah, 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 on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, threw, I threw a boy in there. Um, so during uh, during the period of 1866, as well, going back a little bit. Um, Stevens, the other leader, um, had endeavored to raise funds in America for a fresh rising that he planned uh, the following year. Um, he issued a, um, a, a proclamation in America that an imminent general rising was going to occur in Ireland. Um, but uh, he was uh, he was soon after uh, deposed by uh, other members of the Brotherhood, um, among whom did excuse me, just sort of like dispute and belief in his leadership had had like come into contention mm. okay um and as as mentioned as well the uh, the finian rising proved to be uh doomed from the start being poorly organized and with minimal public support every um, every other fucking thing has been doomed from the start too i don't know why this would be any different this fucking clown show um most of the irish american officers who would land at cork um in um in the um in the expectation that they would be uh, commanding a large army against england um, were imprisoned soon after landing, um, and sporadic disturbances around the country were easily suppressed by the police, army, and local militias. Um, as well as in, in 1865, um, there had also been uh, sort of a um, uh, things leading um, to another uprising in Ireland after the suppression of the Irish People newspaper in September of 1865. Um, this um, as well as um, sort of uh, anger among uh, Irish uh, radical nationalists uh, would lead uh, would lead to uh, action in the later part of 1866 
when the Irish Republican Brotherhood leader, James Stevens, would endeavor to raise funds in the United States for a fresh rising, um, that was, uh, which I just talked about. So this 1865 uprising and this failed um, uh, 1867 uh, uh, um, uprising um, just sort of leads to um, just a general like sort of like collapse in the mov- uh, movement. Um, a lot of this was due to, uh, as mentioned before, um, the British also infiltrating the movement. Um, and also, uh, as the leaders were arrested, it, it sort of like took the wind out of the, the sails of the movement. Um, there, there were uh, some, uh, some attacks made in England that freed uh, Finian prisoners, uh, including one that was a bomb attack in London, an attack on a private van in Manchester, um, it, and, uh, in which uh, three Finians who became known as the uh, Manchester Martyrs uh, were executed for in November of 1867. You're not a martyr if you attack people caught and are arrested and executed. That doesn't well, make you a if you're a terrorist and and like a lot of people believe in your movement, they'll call you a martyr. Because isn't martyrs That's, like a, a wholly a perspective thing? I don't think they're yeah, martyrs but, either, but I'm just saying. I'm always under the under the opinion that a martyr didn't do anything before I'm, they were killed. I'm 100% against terrorism, but like... Yeah, I could see where people trying to get their nation's independence from an oppressive government are not terrorists, maybe, and like that's their the only way they can act. I'm not even trying to justify it. It just, you know. No, yeah, I get I'm it. But as far as I'm concerned, it. if you if you okay, if you run into a bank and you start killing everybody in the bank because you are opposed to capitalism just that much, and then you're caught by the feds and you're put on trial, you're found guilty, and you're executed, dog, you're not a martyr. That's true. You're not a martyr for the anti-capitalism scene. You are an idiot who committed a crime. Um, you're a terrorist. That now, if you are somebody who is. Uh, anti-capitalist and just protesting on the street with a sign and you're gunned down by the police for doing so, then that would be a martyr. So you, you know, only believe in passive martyrs? Uh, no, because not all direct action is illegal. Right. Okay, I got you. So I'm only... I only believe in martyrs if they basically if they didn't have it coming. We'll just... In, in, in a, <laughs> just a very simple way. If you didn't have it coming to you, then you're a martyr. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, not like that, but like, you know what I mean. No, I got you. <laughs> you didn't have it coming, you know. Like if, a piece of if shit. If you didn't bring you it are. on yourself, you're a martyr. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I don't. I don't know how else to say it, but like, uh, you can't. You can't have brought the death, or you know, your death or your execution. You can't have brought it upon yourself. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, like you can't make yourself a mar- like that's dumb. You, like you have to be martyred. You can't make yourself a martyr. Yeah, you can't. Wait, what you're saying is you just can't set it up so you can right, claim afterwards right. that like this he could was be a my martyr. Big when- thing. Right. Yeah. I can't which, like talk to my little brother and be like, "Hey, listen, I'm about to go do something real stupid. Make me a martyr posthumously." Like, which it, which was work. a huge which was apparently a huge thing in, like early Christianity that like Christians would be like absolute dickheads in order to yeah, get themselves yeah, yeah. like killed by the Romans so they could claim uh-huh. that they were a martyr. And, yep. the, and and there's like a number of times where the Romans every one every which one specifically it was, but there's like this one Roman like when the guy's finally executed, like the the Roman official that that's like that orates over it. He essentially says like we tried multiple times 
to tell this guy to stop it, and we didn't want to do this, but now we have to do this because this asshole won't stop. So here it is. Here's your execution, you, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like they like, let the lions on him, and they're like, oh, what did I ever do to deserve this? Just, just being a Christian, they're killing me. Oh, dude. Oh, they're, it's just like they're persecuting me. <laughs> Over the loudspeaker, the guy's like, no, oh, we're not. This is like him. your fifth warning. Kirkus. Kirkus Camronis down there. <laughs> Jerry Lawler just pops up out of nowhere. My God, he's a martyr. That's the Lions music. <laughs> no, that would, that's that's Jr. with with Lawler just be that high pitched like screaming. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he's he's beating them up. He's making the whole cake. <laughs> um. So after the failings of the uh, 67 uprising, the Irish Republican Brotherhood uh, headquarters in Manchester opts to support neither of the dueling failed American factions and promotes instead a new organization in America called uh, Clan uh, Nagal. Uh, the Finian uh, Brotherhood itself continued to exist um, uh, until uh, voting to disband in 1880. Um, the Finians would reorganize themselves after the fail uh, failure of their uprisings in 1873, uh, the Irish Republican Brotherhood uh, adopted a new constitution, which stated that armed rebellion would not be pursued again until it had mass ba- until it had the mass backing of the people. Exactly, like you can't and, have an armed rebellion without major support. You have to, you have to have major support. That's like all these people in the U.S. are like warning you all the time about like the Yal Qaeda, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the gravy seals, and I'm just like, I'm not scared at all. Not at all. They were never. They will never do anything at all. Nothing. I heard recently some of the best fucking like new um, ways to refer to the gravy seals in Yal Qaeda. Um, something like uh, the green buffets. Oh, the green buffets. Um, oh, that's really good. <laughs> gravy uh, seals. The, the green buffets. Yal Qaeda. What's another? There's another one. Steve knows it. Semper pie. Semper pie. Uh, wow. <laughs> Um, I love it. Walmart's Alabama. Oh, dude, it's so fucking Alab- Alabama Stan. It's so dumb. Uh, <laughs> Branch Covidians. Literally, the only reason there's, there's fucking idiots. Branch Covidians is my favorite ever now. Oh, the only reason keepers. those idiots go out there is because they know the police will support them, and they know that nobody's going to do anything, and they're never going to have to fire around. Never. They're never gonna have to do anything. It's all fucking horse shit for show. It's ego bullshit. <laughs> the, it's it's the waffle SS. The wa- oh man, <laughs> the Chairborn Rangers. <laughs> Did you write these down or something? The waffle SS. I, I took a screenshot. It was like some oh. some clown on Reddit literally put like five hundred alternative terms. The mel- the mullet mu- mujahideen. <laughs> the mayonnaise mafia. The muhaj Yokel- The muhaja Paula Dean. <laughs> Soldier of Fortune cookie. <laughs> wow. So anyway, back to the martyrs in Manchester. Um, zero, <laughs> zero thought thirty. All right, I'm done. <laughs> zero thought thirty. <laughs> uh, we got rid of um, all of our MAGA listeners. Fuck. All right, bye guys. <laughs> and. Um, in 1879, the leaders of the Irish Republican Brotherhood, uh, uh, chief among them, uh, John Devoy, uh, decided on what was called a new departure. 
Um, they, es- uh, they eschewed um, physical force in favor of adopting the land question and building a broad nationalist movement on top of uh, the changes to the Constitution, stating that they would only start an armed revolution when they had the support of the people. Um, so after this, the Finians began cooperating with what was called the Land League, um, and what was um, it, which uh, was engaged in a campaign of la- land agitation um, from the 1870s onwards, and also um, in the formation of the uh, Irish uh, Parliamentary Party. Um, the Irish National Land League was a was a political organization um, in the late 19th century, which uh, sought to help uh, poor tenant farmers. Its primary aim was to abolish landlordism in in Ireland and enable uh, tenant farmers to own the land that they worked on. Yeah, which is like the biggest problem. Can we get that now? Everything. (laughs) No, I mean, that led to everything in Ireland, like that stupid fucking landlording and tenant farming. Um, Their their primary uh, aims, like I said, was to abolish landlordism um, and allow tenant farmers to own their own lands. Um, And this was part of a... uh, what was called the land war in Ireland, um, which was this like period of sort of agitating for these uh, political reforms, uh, fighting back against um, sort of like uh, people being forced to pay exorbitant rents um, or people being evicted from their uh, from their land. Uh, the historian R.F. Foster uh, argues um, that um, that in the countryside that the land league quote unquote reinforced the politicization of rural Catholic nationalist Ireland probably by defining that identity against urbanization, landlordism, Englishness, and implicitly Protestantism. Um, He also added that a third of the activists involved in the campaign were Catholic priests, and the Archbishop Thomas Croke was one of the most influential champions of the Land League's message. I personally will agree and would love to get rid of landlords uh, and the British. Oh, dude, Uh. I got opinions about that. Absolutely. Get rid of all of it. No landlords. You're not allowed to rent a house. You have to own a house for five years before you can rent it. Uh, no corporate ownership of homes. Um, oh my god, that one burns me so bad. Is that corporations are just going in and just buying up whole neighborhoods? Yeah, it's not it's as like, bad I, I as there was a lot of like forever about it. It's not as bad as people were making it out to be. Like saying that like Black BlackRock or whatever owned like everything. It's not true, but like it is bad. And uh, and then you got Airbnb, and you everyone's got to have their like side hustle. Everyone's it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Meanwhile, nobody can afford to live anywhere. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I do love the people that own like six fucking homes and just Airbnb them or hostel them out, and then look around and be like, oh, oh, why are there so many homeless people? I'm like, dude, because you're you're literally you're removing housing from the market. You fucking dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Does the does does the idea of a mirror not exist in your fucking universe? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, not all of the Finians agreed with this change in policy, um, and several breakaway groups emerged that would continue to believe in the use of violence in order to achieve their political ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> one of these was the Irish National Invincibles who assassinated um, two important uh, British functionaries in Ireland at the time, uh, Frederick Cavendish and Thomas Henry Burke, um, who were chief and undersecretaries for Ireland um, in Dublin in 1882. Oh, I was going to guess uh, Princess Diana and Margaret Thatcher. Shit. Okay, I was a little bit off. <laughs> no, Princess Diana was killed by the royal family. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Sorry, I guess that went wrong. <laughs> with, with Dodie Fayed. 
Mia culpa, my mistake. <laughs> um, two other factions, uh, one sponsored by O'Donovan uh, Rosa, the other by um, the Irish-American uh, Clan Nagal, uh, carried out a bombing campaign in Britain between 1880 and 1887. Um, in 1881 as well, the submarine the Finian Ram was designed by John Philip Holland for use against the British and was launched by the uh, Delamater uh, Iron Company in New York. Do you know how scary a submarine in 1866 must have been? Yeah, it doesn't sound good. I, I, I got to go in the Charleston Navy Yards up in Massachusetts. They had a submarine that you could, like, kind of go on and go and, like, like, you know, walk around, like, the basic areas and shit. And it was just terrifying how claustrophobic it was, and it was docked. It wasn't even like you went underwater. Yeah. I can't imagine in the 1800s getting well, on a fucking submarine and being like, this is a good idea. Well, the, the funniest thing about it was is that... Um, <clears throat> They, uh, they they put it through extensive trials, uh, but uh, due to uh, a funding dispute within the uh, IRB um, and disagreements over payments uh, from the IRB and the ship company, uh, the IRB eventually stole the Finian Ram um, and a uh, and a and a prototype uh, for another another sister submarine, the Holland Three, in in November of 1883, um, and the uh, they accidentally sank the the Holland Three in the uh, East River. Um, they were they were able to take the Finian Ram to New Haven, Connecticut, um, but they discovered that no one knew how to operate it. Um, the Holland, the company, obviously refused to help them, and unable to use or sell the boat, uh, the Brotherhood uh, had the Ram uh, hauled to a shed um, on the Mill River. That's wild. And it eventually got uh, sold for scrap um, uh, soon afterwards in the early 20th century. Okay, um, so what's safer, a Civil War era submarine or a cartel submarine? <laughs> a cartel, cartel submarine. submarine. What's safer? What's safer, the cartel submarine? In the last thing? in the last hundred years, just no. Sorry, I only think the cartel submarines can go underwater for like thirty six seconds, and then they got to surface again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. I don't know. But I would say, in um, general, they, they don't make them like they used to is a bullshit thing, so uh, probably the cartel submarine. Well, I don't... I, Steve, you might have actually uh, seen uh, the Finian Ram, um, because after it was sold for scrap, it ended up eventually in the uh, Patterson Museum in New Jersey. I have never been there. In uh, in Passaic? Yeah, I've never been there. That's uh, I think that's North Jersey. Southern New York. Yeah, it's yeah, it's up to where like uh, if you um, if if you go east, um, you'll you'll head into New York. Let me see. Not not New York City uh, proper, but like sort of like outer outer boroughs, like like Yonkers. Yonkers. I'm Yonkers. A walking paradox. <laughs> You can little, you can run into Eddie Kingston little there. Little Tyler, the creator there. Uh, yeah, that's like uh, that's up there. That's definitely up there. Ooh, that's right outside the Lynnhurst Mansion. Fancy. Yeah, it's outside. You can make, Passaic is outside East Rutherford, so it's by Giant Stadium. You could uh, you can make a whole whole day out of it. You know, go to the museums, go to the go to the mansion. Fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> Get some ice cream, you know. Every time I go up, I always want to bring uh, my wife to uh, like the old, like the old barracks and the William Trent House and all that stuff. But 
fuck North Jersey. I don't want to go up there. I gotta fucking go. If I want to get breakfast, I gotta call it Taylor Ham. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Bastards. You guys got any pork roll? They all cock their guns. <laughs> we don't do that around here. Keep walking. Yeah. yeah, fuck off back to Mercer, asshole. They have to hold a guy back when you say it. Let me at him. Some some guy wonders at you like CM Punk. He's just like CM Punk. Oh, what an idiot. Well, on that note, since I brought up Phil, that is the is story of the Finian Brotherhood. Yes, that's the whole thing. Yes, because they because uh, because remember they uh, they disbanded um, in in eighteen eighty, like soon after their. Because they're just continued continued failures, or like, did people get Little. like the leaders get jailed? Well, well, yeah, because like me. leaders got got jailed, and and they were um, they, they essentially the eight, the nineteenth century version of being like infiltrated by the feds. You know, they they just had like British agents all through in it. They got like the Elon Musk buying Twitter track record of success. So, oh Jesus Christ, you know. <laughs> 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 They're just like every time they do something, they fuck it up. I I saw something. I can't remember where I saw it posted, but it was basically a news article talking about the night that Elon Musk offered to buy Twitter for fucking eight hundred bajillion dollars or whatever the fuck he offered. Um, he stayed up that night until five a.m. stress playing video games, and I'm like, bro, I do that on the regular. What the fuck you mean? That's your stress. I'm, I'm pretty sure he does. I can play some Fortnite. I'm pretty sure he does that like every night because he. Because he tweets all the time at like two, three in the morning, and they are not—they they are not like like set up he's, tweets. Like like no, they're he's not on things. The Donald he, Trump tweet schedule. Yeah, yeah. You'd have Trump tweet at like four thirty in the morning, and it's like, dog, this dude is definitely is railed to matter all. Like he is, <laughs> he is, he is, right he is, he is right zooted. Oh no. <laughs> Our favorite big wet president. And with that, with big wet president. <laughs> Good evening. Good luck. Bye.